I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. Indeed. Yes. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Brie. Why are pumpkins better than men? Because they can't speak. <laughs> well, that's one reason. <laughs> um, but that that's not my answer, though. Oh, okay. What is it? Um, it's every year you get a fresh crop to choose from. <laughs> I mean, uh, but also your answer was good. <laughs> hey, Bree. Hey, Sarah. Why didn't the skeleton want to go to school? I don't know. Why didn't he want to go? Because his heart wasn't in it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get into our booze news? We should. Booze, booze news. Booze news. <laughs> All right. So sad news. Queen, no. Ma- Queen Mary, Dark Harbor. 2020 officially covid canceled um which i i don't disagree okay well i kind of have to disagree with so yeah i i disagree with okay let me back up so i support anybody that wants to cancel out of optimal safety for folks um however I know it's still pretty early to tell what's going to be going on in the fall. So there are a lot of different organizations that are already prepping for things like social distancing, um, requiring masks and so forth. And we don't know if there'll be a vaccine by then. Um, There might be. Who knows? Maybe. But also, I agree with canceling anything on the ship, especially if this is airborne, which it looks like the WHO is actually coming out with and, and saying that it's potentially airborne. Right. Um, so I agree with anything where there's going to be recirculated air. Anything inside with covers and such, 100%. Right. Now, they do four mazes, I think three or four mazes on the boat, and then they do three or four off the boat that are in that, you know, on that main um, parking tarmac area. Yeah, right. So they could have tried to do something smaller there, but I get it. I, it's sad. But I know the main reason why people go is for the mazes on the ship. You are correct. So, <laughs> I mean, those are personally my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a bummer, but I, I totally understand it too, because I mean, when you're going through the mazes on the ship, I mean, it's not like a large area you're going in. I mean, you're going through all the crooks and crannies, you know, of the ship. It's small and it, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It's so ridiculously hot. I mean, even though it's like, maybe not as hot outside it, it's it's not cold in there people no it and, is very warm <laughs> when it gets the nights that are really crowded they do a really awful job of line control sorry yeah. no shade queen mary but y'all do a real terrible job well, of crowd control and like what was it the last year or maybe it was the year before when they had the hidden bars mm-hmm. in the mazes and some of them were like on the ship Mm-hmm. Uh, the one i mean in yeah. one of the mazes that was on the ship that was like there was nobody there guiding anybody no you in just and out. randomly got dumped into this surprise bar that you yeah. didn't intentionally end up in and like n- n- no i'm not about to get hammered and walk around on a 
80-year-old ship. Yeah, also not a good idea. Please don't ever get drunk going there. (laughs) No, two places. Please be responsible. One, the Queen Mary, because you're going up and down, really narrow, really steep staircases in tight spaces. It was a functioning ship. It was a functioning steamship, and it was used in a war. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like, be responsible, people. So number one, don't do it there. Number two, the L.A. Haunted Hayride in Griffith Park. Also it's, another place you should not be drunk. No, it's a park <laughs> with holes and hills and all kinds of garbage. Like, please wear sensible shoes and mm. make good decisions. You don't need to get hammered. I mean, honestly, I feel like any of the, you know, haunted activities. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have a few drinks, but I feel like at any of them, you shouldn't be drunk because it just... I don't know. One, you won't remember the experience. And two, you can hurt yourself. And you can trip other and fall. Yeah, that too. So. Yeah. But I'm really sad that it's canceled. Me too. I really like the Dark Harbor. Because that's the, one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. They yeah. just, last year they did a real terrible job of flying control. Yeah. No, it wasn't that good. It was not fun. <laughs> Take this year. Find yourself. Right. Do better next year, Queen Mary. Yeah, get that cue down. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, it has been revealed that The Conjuring 3 will be loosely based on the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, also known as The Devil Made Me Do It case, Mm -hmm. hence the title of Conjuring 3. This was before Son of Sam uh, thought that the devil was speaking to him through his dog to kill women. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this was the first known court case in the United States in which the defense sought to prove innocence based upon the defendant's claim of demonic possession and denial of personal responsibility for the crime. Um, Actually, Ed and Lorraine Warren helped in this uh, court case a lot, actually. I'm I'm really excited for this movie. I'm a huge fan of the Conjuring franchise. Me too. uh, With the exception of The Nun, which had some good jump scares and such, but I feel like the story was a little weak. Yeah, I feel like I didn't... I feel like there should have been a little bit more background in that one. I agree. Just a little bit. I agree. But, one, one more story. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked what they did with The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. which was interesting because it was based on the story of the Enfield poltergeist, which they actually proved, Ed and Lorraine Warren actually proved was a hoax. So I was very interested that they picked that movie or that particular case to turn into a movie because it was fake. Yeah. Um, but then they made it. Well, you, you know, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking everything that's fake and making it real. Yeah, but I like that they're kind of doing this one based on, like, the true story mm-hmm. of what happened. Me too. So, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. And this fall, there's a new Scooby-Doo DVD adventure that is being released featuring Elvira, mm. the Mistress of the Dark. That's cool. Yeah, so that's... She hasn't sh- been... I feel like she hasn't been in anything for a while. No, she's been doing a lot of appearances, but even her show that uh, she typically does at Knott's every year, I think ran out last year or Mm -hmm. no, year before last. Year before, yeah. Um, But I'm I'm excited for this one. It should be fun. Me too. Um, And also announced uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum will all have a role in the new Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, boy. And they're going to be starting back uh, with their production soon. I mean, 
it's cool that they're bringing them all back. Hopefully this is the last one. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of over the I Jurassic mean, Park movies, unless they do something really spectacular. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last one, they kind of left a little bit of a um, kind of cliffhanger. All the dinosaurs are out in the wilderness. And so it's like, well, now what are well, now what is everybody going to do? There's a T-Rex running around. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got Blue the Velociraptor running around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I got to finish off that story, hopefully. Well, if there's one thing that we've learned, Velociraptors clearly make great pets. Mm, I really do want one. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, man. Good old Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> and the story original story called the midwitch cuckoos which inspired the village of the dam movies so i think there was one that originally debuted either in the 50s or the 60s i can't keep my decades straight um but then was later turned into a film in the 90s yes and it's kind of loosely based on you know the story of black-eyed children and such except Mm -hmm. these ones were you know white-eyed children not black-eyed children right um so it's actually being adapted for a tv series oh yeah i'm not sure what uh service it's going to be uh debuting on whether that is you know hulu netflix hbo max or if it's going to be regular cable but it is being adapted for a tv series Ooh, that'll be interesting i mm-hmm. like village of the dam me too that was with um Oh, Christopher Reeve. Yes, yes, it was. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Evil children. <laughs> Pretty much all children are evil. Um, so we're still uh, continuing to highlight uh, black and people of color creators in their shops. So there's a couple more people I'd like to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we have Tears of My Enemies, or T O M E for short. Home. <laughs> um, they create uh, print apparel and laser cut jewelry. They are based in um, out of uh, San Francisco. And they have a Facebook, IG, or Instagram, sorry, and a web shop. Um, also, uh, Occulto Masks. Mm. I, I looked on this website. Like They've got some cool stuff. I'm going like, to have to look them up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, this is a designer based in Vancouver, Canada. Um, they create... Um, couture dark and gothic masks for film and tv um but they also have ready-made face masks and dress hats like available for purchase so they they make specialty things um and uh, special orders but they also have some listed on there that are for purchase now do they do these aren't just um oh my gosh why can't i bring these aren't just face masks for pandemic right no 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 these are like Kind of like going to a masquerade. Ooh, type ooh, ooh. I'm looking them up right now because I haven't. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this one. Yeah, there's some cool stuff on there. Please check them out. Um, uh, just amazing stuff. Ooh. And I and I love. I know, like I can make stuff too, but I love supporting, especially in this time. But I just love supporting somebody's craft. Especially if it's really good. This one's up your alley. It's got a giant seashell on it. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that was that was on my list. <laughs> they have some really cool stuff. And especially, you know, hopefully with, you know, pandemic pending, of course, we can have a little bit of Halloween fun, even if it's just kind of in your own neighborhood. 
they've got some great masks for costumes and things. Mm-hmm. These are so, gorgeous. Yeah, check them out. Mm-hmm. Also, there's Drop Dead and Rot, and that's W-R-O-U-G-H-T. I have actually ordered from them before. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Their their jewelry is spectacularly beautiful. Yeah. I loved the embellished eyewear mm-hmm. that they have. You, well, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I love a little extra oh, you, <laughs> on my sunglasses. <laughs> you extra? No. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Never. <laughs> but I love their designs because they take inspiration from ancient Egyptian and Victorian era. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. I think they, um, the ones that I have are the little skeleton key earrings. Ooh. They're, they're really, really pretty. Okay, now I'm going to have to look at those after you this. <laughs> but yes, please help support. Check them out. Um, most of the ones I mentioned, they have Instagram, Facebook, but they all have their own web shops. So please. Check them out. And we all know that nobody's going anywhere right now. Exactly. It, well, some of you are going places and you shouldn't be. And that's why we're all still on lockdown. Right. But that's none of my business. <laughs> as as I sip my tea on that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this week, we are going to talk about some creepy paranormal games. Because while you're stuck at home and you're bored with nothing to do... Why not summon demons? Yeah. You'll have company. You mm-hmm. can't, you have to social distance amongst uh, the living, but not amongst the dead. Yeah. I feel yeah. like sometimes they follow me anyway, so why not play games with them? <laughs> oh. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but the the origin of some of these games is to believe uh, to be ancient satanic rituals. Mm. Yeah. But, um, most of them have been modified um, after being performed for over a hundred years, and they took a lesser grim version of the original <laughs> cult. <laughs> um, but the rituals were used to summon the devil, ferocious demons, and deadly spirits to spread terror among the humans, as well as well as to worship Satan. I mean, sometimes. So, some, so that's fun. Some humans need it. <laughs> I mean, most of these rituals were supposed to be, like, secret because some of them had, you know, they would carry out sacrifices and things oh, like that. Oh, no. Okay, I'm out at sacrifices. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it wasn't until, like, the 19th century when, you know, they took the form of the haunting paranormal games, which children would play for fun as well as thrill. Um, but the evils that such games have, the potential of unveil- um, unveiling... Um, still the same kind of like you know evilness so so we're gonna get in some different types of games Mm. also um disclosure (laughs) please if you want to try any of these games just be mindful that you know things could happen Mm -hmm. maybe don't do them by yourself Mm -hmm. or at all Mm -hmm. you know you know (laughs) And if you do happen to play some of these things, just remember that even if you quote unquote win the game, sometimes once you invite things into your home, they don't leave. Yeah. So. But also, if you do try, please email us. We would like to know your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should actually uh, put that as a disclaimer. If you do play any of these, please send us, like, email us your uh, your spooky experiences because I'm all about that shit. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to put that out there. <laughs> All right, so let's get in these games. So the first one I was going to talk about is the midnight game. I hear so much about this one. This one is... Uh, you like the wind has to be blowing in the right direction i mean there, there's to- a lot I, I well that's why when i went through i like i put all the rules because i like i gotta go through these because there's this is- so many rules <laughs> for this is. game and and it's so hard to do the um the summoning ceremony mm-hmm. and this has actually also been play uh made into two movies uh, one of them's oh. on Hulu right now. Yeah, they're, I think one's called The Midnight Man and then the other one's called The Midnight Game. Um, who's the gal who um, is a pinup model and she also is a singer? Renee Olstead. Oh. She's in one of them. Really? Yeah, she she makes an an acting appearance as the in the larding. Oh, my God. Larding? Well, I can't brain. <laughs> in the starring role in one of these. And I think it's just called The Midnight Man. Um, and then the other one, I think, is The Midnight Gamer. It might also be called The Midnight Man, but that one's on Hulu and you can stream it for free. Well, sounds like a movie night. Well, it's got Lynn Shay in it. <gasps> just like further proof that if you want any horror movie to have any kind of success, just throw Lynn Shay in it. I mean, and people will watch they're, it. They're not wrong for doing mm-hmm. that, though. Mm hmm. But anyway, <laughs> yes, I digress. Um, but the midnight game is an old pagan ritual. Um, it was used mainly as punishment for those who broken the laws of the pagan religion. Oh crap! Yeah. So I will get into some of the crazy little. <laughs> they they say it's it's highly recommended that you do not play this game. <laughs> yeah. Now this one uh, also is on a couple of the creepy pasta sites. Oh yeah, I did see that. And there are a lot of people that have played it and have really unpleasant experiences. Well, yeah, they say people claim while playing, you know, while playing this game, they've experienced hallucinations and they're left with mental scars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they also say if the midnight man catches you, then he will either send you into a nightmare dimension or he'll whip rip out your internal organs mm-hmm. that happens in the movie though yeah. at least yeah so again play this at your own risk mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's some prerequisites it must be exactly 12 a.m when you begin performing the ritual otherwise it will not work and the wind has to be blowing at a northeast direction no that not that part but yeah it's got to be like 12 a.m point zero zero yeah I feel like I would screw it up. Yeah, same, but it was, it's probably good that we would. So some materials you need, you'll need a candle, a piece of paper, uh, a writing <laughs> writing uh, pen, pencil, uh, matches, uh, or a lighter, mm-hmm. salt, a wooden door, and at least one drop of your own blood. Yeah, see, I'm already out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already out. Um, if you're playing with multiple people, they will need their own of all the mentioned materials and they will have to perform. Then you have to perform these steps accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so step one, write your full name first, middle, last on a piece of paper, put at least one drop of blood on the paper, allow it to soak into the paper. Okay. I'm already scared. <laughs> step two, <laughs> turn off all the lights in the place you are doing this, go to your wooden door and place the paper with your name on it in front of the door. And then now you're going to take out the candle and light it and place it on top of the paper. 
this is really creepy (laughs) (laughs) step three knock on the door 22 times again 22 times the hour must be 12 a.m upon the final knock so you basically have to start this whole process right at 12 a.m and you have to end it before 1201 a.m and then open the door blow out the candle and then close the door and now you have just allowed the midnight man to enter your house great (laughs) step four immediately relight your candle this is important yes this is where the game begins you must now lurk around um your completely dark house with the lit candle in your hand your goal is to avoid the midnight man at all costs until 3 33 a.m interesting (laughs) should your should your candle ever go out that means the midnight man is near you oh god Mm -hmm. (laughs) you must relight your candle in the next 10 seconds if you are not successful in doing this then you must then immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt wow okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're unsuccessful in both of your actions the midnight man will create a hallucination of your greatest fear and possibly rip out your organs one by one Mm-hmm. that sounds so pleasant yep. Yep. it says you will feel it <laughs> but you will be unable to react if you are successful in creating the circle of salt you must remain in there until three thirty-three a.m and it's important to note that uh while you're there you'll probably see him because from some of the creepypasta um comments that i've read from people who have played this and then been trapped in their circle of salt he'll fuck with you and, and wander around your house and wander near you just to so try to get you to leave your circle. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're successful in relighting your candle, you may keep proceeding with the game. And you must continue to 3.33 a.m. without being attacked by the Midnight Man or being trapped inside the Circle of Salt to win the Midnight Game. The Midnight Man will leave your house at 3.33 a.m. and you will be safe to proceed with your morning. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, indications that you are near the Midnight Man will include sudden drop in temperature, seeing a pure black humanoid figure through the darkness, and hearing very soft whispering coming from some source in the room. And it says if you experience any of these, it is advised that you leave the area to avoid the Midnight Man. And something that you said is very crucial uh you need to win the midnight game mm-hmm. uh and if you do get trapped in your circle of salt you have not won right which you just get to stay alive but he's still there yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some other little rules do not turn um any of the lights on during the game do not use a flashlight do not go to sleep. Cheaters. I know there's so many things. Freaking cheaters. Yeah, can't go to sleep. Don't attempt to use anybody else's blood on your name. Um, it says do not use a lighter as a substitute for a candle. It will not work. And and definitely do not attempt to provoke the midnight man in any way. Mm-hmm. Even when the game is over, he will always be watching you. Yep. That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sleep tonight. This is great. <laughs> you want to go next? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So I looked up a few as well. Um, the first one that I wanted to talk about is the closet game. Oh. So the closet game is a total creepypasta. No one's really sure of its origin. And it's pretty much always encountered in the same form. And it just appears in different locations on the internet. So it originated on the Creepypasta uh, Wikia site for a while. Although um, the page actually was deleted back in 2015. And regardless of whether you know it, uh, the basic setup is familiar to anybody grew up who kind of grew up being afraid of the monsters in their closets. So... The whole trope of monsters being in your closet is in a huge number of cultures around the world. Um, It's part of the general boogeyman myth, um, such as the closet dweller El Kakui in Latin American countries, um, Botziman in Germany, Boyman in the Netherlands, and uh, Jumbi or Jumbai in Guyana. So when he's not hiding in the closet, he's under your bed, and his primary function is punishing naughty children by kidnapping them. Oh. Um, and in fact, this is so prevalent in different areas of the world that it suggests that it's uh, it suggests this primal fear of the dark um, and what might be lurking there. It's like why you don't stick your one foot out from under the covers because nope. something might grab it. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like a a number of the games we're going to talk about, there's actually not really a point to this. Uh, There's no prize for winning per se. Nope. Um, And the price you'll pay if you lose is pretty steep in a lot of these cases. Yeah. Um, That's what I've noticed too. Yeah. You're, you're (laughs) totally tempting fate. Um, So a note on safety. uh, One of the more mundane reasons that it's not advisable to perform this ritual is the fact that it involves lighting a match inside a closed closet. So, yeah, you know, don't light your shit on fire while you're doing this. Yeah. Um, If you must do this, make sure your closet is big enough or empty enough that there's no danger of accidentally lighting anything on fire. That's Yeah. So just be responsible uh have a fire extinguisher readily accessible just in case the boogeyman's not the only thing to fear so you can do this by yourself you only need one main person um and all you need is a closet and a match so you begin at night and darken the room turn out all the lights in the room in which the closet is located and draw the curtains uh if the closet has a light make sure that that's also turned off too open up the closet Step inside and close the door. Uh, There can be no visible light either inside the closet or outside of it. Um, Stand in the darkness for at least two minutes. Don't move. Don't speak. After the two minutes are up, hold the match out in front of you. Speak the words, show me the light or leave me in darkness. Then listen very, very closely. And if you hear whispers in the darkness, light the match immediately and wait. If you hear nothing, do not turn around. Just wait. Uh, If you've made it this far unscathed, open the closet door, exit the closet, and close the door again. Do not look inside it. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, In fact, don't look in the closet ever again if you can help it, especially not without all the lights on and burning brightly. 
Um, so a couple notes. Some who have successfully completed this ritual say that strange things will happen at night if you leave the closet door open. Um, so again, it's not recommended that you look in the closet with the lights off. But if you do, you might see two points of light gleaming out in the darkness, glowing red like the tips of a pair of lit matches. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. These games are scary. I know. I think I might be getting creeped out for once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another one uh, that seems to be very popular is The Three Kings. Mm -hmm. I've heard of this one. Yeah. This game is also called No Sleep. And it's, yeah, it's very popular. I don't know why. Because after (laughs) reading it, I'm like, (laughs) it's not something I want to (laughs) do. But um, this particular game enables the person playing it to go into another dimension. Yeah. (laughs) To play this game, the individual needs to play in a large room, preferably the basement. Mm. Yeah. Stay out of the basement. (laughs) I'm already out. (laughs) And, uh, And there needs to be no light coming through any of the doors or windows. Um, you also need a pack of candles, two large mirrors, three chairs, and any object from your childhood is also needed for this ritual. Um, you need to set everything up, and once it's complete, leave the door open to the basement and head to your bedroom. Don't forget to set your alarm for exactly 3.30 a.m. If the alarm goes off exactly at 3.30 a.m. and the things in your basement remain as they are, then you can proceed with this game. Mm. So, to to start, you need to be seated on your throne <laughs> at exactly 3.33 a.m. with a lighted candle in your hand. Uh, do not let the candle go. Protect it from a fan with your body. Um, that's, like, very important. <laughs> Cannot go out. Um, when you're seated, look straight into the darkness and do not look into either of the mirrors nor the candle. At this point in the game, you'll start to feel or and, and hear a presence from somewhere within the room. Mm. great (laughs) people report that it's almost like having a conversation with your conscience or an entity that has manifested as a part of you um this particular entity or conversation will be about your past and the unresolved issues you may have some claim that this particular ritual is some kind of psychological experiment that puts you kind of in a lucid dream but you know, it's it's all the matters like, you know, do you want to talk about your past? Do you think, you know, this ritual will put you in a new dimension? Like, you know, they also say, like, if you have, like, some psychological issues, this may not be the game for you. Probably none of these are. In that well, I case. mean, <laughs> clearly, none of them are for me. I'll say that. Mm-mm. I mean, I mentioned some, like, well, and I'll get into those later, but I mentioned, like, some slumber party ones. Oh, yeah. That are, like super kitty some of these i've done before at some yes yeah but none some of these that i were talking about i i've never done (laughs) i've only done the kid ones so but yeah nice you want to go next yeah uh so this one's called dry bones which is yeah it's very similar to one i think you're going to talk about that's called hide and seek alone um and also and it's also very reminiscent of the midnight game as well just with uh less steps to summoning something that's nice (laughs) yeah so the the game involves summoning a demon that will play a game of tag with you 
Because, you know, when you're social distancing and bored, play tag with demons instead of people. Yeah, why not? Uh-huh. So if you win the game, uh, a wish of yours will be granted. But if you lose, uh, the demon gets to do whatever it wants with you, which I'm assuming is probably not pleasant. I'm sure. Probably, probably not. I, this, these stories don't usually end positively. So Oof. you will need a bathroom with a mirror or a handheld mirror will also work some matches and you need to ensure that you are alone in the house this includes pets and other animals uh yeah yeah. okay and i mean i like to i know peanut isn't very much help for me ever but at least she can warn me when something scary yeah my cats i feel like they're both clairvoyant trust your pets yeah they know they know they know things uh so this game (laughs) must be played exactly at 1201 a.m yeah, one minute later. Uh, all doors in your house must be closed and secure, and this includes any cabinets or cupboards, anything that can open. Uh, so turn off all lights and all electronic devices. Turn off anything that emits any kind of sound, so radio, Bluetooth speakers, um, any you know connected home products, like turn it all off. Um, and then when it when all is completely silent, you can begin. If you hear anything that sounds out of the ordinary, then you should leave your house immediately and don't return until the next morning. Uh, it means that he's already there watching you. Oh, he or she. Why are these or or they? Why do these all have to be men? Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Actually, I mean, other than Bloody Mary. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> anyway, so he, the chances are the demon's already there watching you. Um, and sometimes even, oh no, I'm reading this. <laughs> I'm reading notes. Oh, I'm reading my notes and I, for some reason, miss this part. Sometimes even reading about it can draw, can draw it near. <laughs> oh, oh <no>. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. If you don't hear from us after this. <laughs> right? It's been real nice knowing y'all. Um, if you're able to continue, then you should focus your mind on something that you want and something that's realistically achievable. So, um, not something like winning $200 million in the lottery. Like that's not reasonable. Um, try to keep it, uh, realistic. So if you win the game, your wish will be granted. Light a match and wait until it burns out. Uh, and it's very important that you don't blow it out. If the match last lasts at least 15 seconds, then he's pleased with you and you may continue. Uh, so nothing has really been specified if you can light another one or not. If it doesn't last for 15 seconds, that's your prerogative. But, uh, nothing has really said that you should light another one. Um, you know, good luck. Yeah. Lie on the ground and say, I am aware of your presence. And I, I'm not going to say this part because I don't want to welcome it into my home, but, uh, I'm aware of your presence and insert that last part I said here, uh, but not into my body. Come now. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you should get up and go into the largest room of your house. And this next part may take five minutes or five hours. There's no set time. So be patient. Uh, when and if the demon is ready, then you will hear a low sound nearby. Most commonly an unearthly moaning sound. If you should hear anything different, especially a voice or any of any kind, uh, or feel a sensation of pressure on your body, then you should immediately leave the house. He will try to find you. You must hide and quickly remain quiet. Oh my God. 
Wars. I know. This one's freaking me out, actually. <laughs> Uh, like, because when I when I did this research, I I read it and I'm like, yeah, that sounds real creepy. People will think it's funny. And now that I'm reading it, it's not funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> you must remain hidden until 3 a.m. Uh, only at this time is it safe to come out. If he catches you, he will do what he wishes with you, and it's probably not going to be pleasant. Uh, if anyone comes home while you are playing, they will be in grave danger of possession or worse. Lock your door from the inside before playing. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-mm. If you've successfully lasted until 3 a.m., then you must go back to the largest room of your house and say, thank you for playing, but please leave now. You're no longer welcome. There should be a noise and acknowledgement and the game will be over. If you do not hear a noise of some kind, then you should repeat that he is no longer welcome and the game is over. This can sometimes take a few repetitions. Oh, nope. dear God. Nope. Um, if you... <laughs> If you have won, your prize will be awarded soon after. Some people report that it was awaiting them when they woke the next morning. Final warning. Your wish should not bring harm to anybody. Uh, no wishing that your teacher falls into a big hole or, or that someone gets hit by a car or, or anything like that. There's a grave price for making this sort of deal, and he may decide that the game was not enough to honor it. Only play this game once just because you have asked him to leave. It doesn't mean he won't visit again. He cannot harm you unless you play the game again. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We're going to need some sage after this. I know. I'm gonna, I am gonna. have some by my bed. I'm just yeah, going to smudge the shit out of this yeah, room let's make that after a, we're done recording. <laughs> let's make that a point to yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to sage my room. Smudge my ourselves. Everything. <laughs> Where's Blue? Blue, come smudge us. I know Please. you're in Northern California, but we need a good smudging. <laughs> This is, it's getting dark. <laughs> um, another popular game is the elevator game. And I picked this one because I do not like elevators. So that's why I picked it. <laughs> um, but this is another one that supposedly will um, grant you access to another dimension. Um, but also bad things can likely happen if played incorrectly. Um, you know, some people believe this game is uh, uh, responsible for some mysterious disappearances. Oh, is this the one that's also called Elevator to Another World? Yep. Oh. Yeah, um, and I guess they're trying to link this game with the disappearance of a young woman named Elisa Lamb. Uh-huh, who disappeared from... The Hotel oh. Cecil. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, wait a minute. I know I had this in my in my head anyway. But yeah, so, but also, like, I hope we're going to try to go in there. <laughs> well, because now it's called the, um, and for, for those that are not uh, local to the Los Angeles area, shout out, by the way, to our listeners in Poland, Germany, the UK, Brazil. Oh, yeah. And uh, Philippines, Canada, and what was the other country that I saw pop up? I think you... No, I think you did. Did I get everybody? All. Yeah, I think you did. All right. Well, thanks, folks. We yeah. know you're like real far from Los Angeles. So, for those that don't know, uh, the Hotel Cecil was uh, previously known as, well, it's now known as the Hotel on Main. Um, <laughs> it's in a less than desirable part of downtown LA. And uh, the Hotel Cecil is ridiculously haunted and actually was part of the inspiration for the season of American Horror Story Hotel. Yep. 
was it mega sure haunted. Was. And uh, you can actually YouTube the last footage of Elisa Lamb, who was a she's a Canadian exchange student who was here, right? Yes. Um, you can actually YouTube her final moments at the Hotel Cecil. Uh, in the elevator and such is ridiculously creepy, but you can watch it. And th- and this is the last known footage of her alive before she was found in a water tower on top of the hotel a couple yep. days later. And I don't want to say the the end of that one, Mm-mm. but I'll just say don't drink the water. Yeah, that was really sad. That's how they found her. Uh, the guests started complaining about the color, the discoloration and the smell of the water because she was in the tower. Yep. Decomposing. Very sad. Very, very yeah, sad. Very sad. And no one knows how she got in there. Because <sighs> it was locked and everything. <laughs> oh, get the chills. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this particular witch rule actually came from Korea. Mm-hmm. And if this is performed correctly, then, like I said, it will take you to another dimension by an elevator. So to play this game, you will need to find a building that has at least 10 floors and has a working elevator. Ensure that no one else will be riding this elevator with you, and then you can proceed. Uh, once inside, you will have to do a 4262105 combo on the buttons of the elevator. When it's uh, when it comes the time for the elevator to go to the fifth floor, a woman would enter the elevator with you. So we got some women. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Warning, though. Do not speak or look at her. Um, afterwards, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will begin ascending to the 10th floor inside of going down to the first floor. Once at the 10th floor, you'll explore the world that awaits you. Yeah, and then there's a little bit more, like, instructions, but um, one thing they say, the woman may ask you where you are going, but do not answer her. Mm. After walking around in this new world, you can return back to the real world. Ah, sorry, the real world. I swear I didn't have a mimosa. <laughs> um, by entering the elevator again and using the same combo as before. If you do pass out during this game, you will find yourself inside of your home, but be warned, everything may not be as it seems. Mm, this sounds like some astral projection business. Yeah, this is... Yeah, it's getting real dark in mm-hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, could, I can lighten it up a little bit <laughs> and talk about light as a feather, stiff as a board. Okay, do that, do that. <laughs> if that makes you yeah, feel yeah, better. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> well, so I'm sure a lot of you have played this game at a little slumber party with sure your friends. Have. I know yep. I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still here, so. Yes, yeah, very, very popular. Because um, basically everyone wants to see if they can make their friends levitate. That's the whole and thing. And also the craft. Oh, yes. I was going to say it was made super popular by the craft mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. i did want to try it after that mm-hmm. <laughs> also i it, the craft actually made me i'm like sitting there thinking i can do my hair color change but i mean technically you did because uh our burlesque routine that we did for our roller derby league fundraiser mm-hmm. last year was inspired by the craft with one of our very favorite people on, on the planet 
Ms. Kelly DeRosa. Yes. Uh, so the three of us reenacted parts from the craft. And you did do the hair changing trick. I did. I, but it was more like a like a drag queen trick. <laughs> <laughs> the the reveal. <laughs> but I know we've all played this game. Um, but just a little background. Um, the oldest known account of Levitation Play comes from the diary of Samuel Pepys. Who the hell's that? He was a British naval administrator. Oh. And um, he wrote... Um, his experience because he had claimed to see four little four little girls playing light as a feather stiff as a board in bordeaux france mm. yeah so he wrote a little bit about that right on <laughs> um and then the next recording of the game being played comes from the magician's own book that was printed in 1857 this account kind of differs from the first one um But it also focuses more on basically what they did was he took the this magician took the heaviest man at the party in this was in Venice, Italy. He sits in the chair and is unable to be lifted by six other people initially. However, after he the magician told him about the coordinated hand clapping and uh, synchronized uh, words and exhalations. Uh, the man in the chair is able to be lifted on the four fingers of the six lifters. Mm. Creepy. Mm. <laughs> so, and uh, the phenomenon has been observed into modern times. I, you know, mentioned the craft. That was one of them. And then um, it, it got widely, uh, you know, popular again, especially kind of like along the lines of Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, also another popular one, which oh, I'm yeah. going to get into that one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so uh, basically the rules is one person's going to lie on the floor flat. Make sure it is a complete flat surface where you're laying down. Mm-hmm. And then the others um, surround him or her. So one person will lie completely flat on the floor and all the other ones in the group will surround him or her. And what they'll do is they'll place uh, two fingertips from each hand underneath the person's limbs. Uh, the, p- the person closest to the head will begin saying, she's looking ill, which is repeated several times and then followed by she's looking worse, which is also repeated several times. And then so there's just this general uh, direction of the call and repeat and describes how the prone person is looking worse and worse, followed by saying she is dying, and then finally she is dead. And so you just keep saying that. So, I mean, that was like the first way to do this game, but the way that we know how to do it. I didn't do it that way. Nope. The way we know is just saying, light as a feather, stiff as a board. That's the one. Yep, and you just keep repeating, 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 and then the person will... The person that's being lifted will seem lighter or even like weightless, pretty much. I I played it. I I was actually the person laying down, mm-hmm. and um, I actually kind of felt it. I don't I, know. I what, don't, what about you? I don't remember feeling it. Um, but I mean, it was it was a really long time ago. There was another one. Um, I don't think that either of us are going to talk about it but there was one called uh concentrate or something like that well i have something that's kind of similar to concentrate okay have you ever played the sandman game yes 
It kind of reminds yes, me of yes, Concentrate. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I, I definitely put that one on the list because <laughs> I played that one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's it's you know because concentration and the salmon they're the same because it's all about the power of suggestion Mm -hmm. like that one i remember having a weird experience yeah well in that game uh one person will lie face up on the ground and the rest of everyone else will you know just kind of sit around them you're going to choose one person as a narrator and take turns adding to a scary story and so the person on the ground must remain motionless with their eyes closed the story must include an account of some someone dying or dead and their body being filled with sand. Um, so then one person will use their finger to slice open each arm and leg and pretend to fill it with sand mm-hmm. and then pretend to sew it up. Mm-hmm. And so when this process is finished, the person on the ground should feel too heavy to sit up or move. And this one I've done before. Me and too. to your point, uh, the power of suggestion is like 100 percent. yep it's so creepy i can definitely agree on that i have played this game and have played this game on others and we were all creeped out i mean besides the fact that it's already hard enough for me to get up off the ground (laughs) (laughs) but like i really i couldn't lift my head Mm -hmm. i could it it was weird Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was real weird and i don't know i mean I guess whoever did it on me was a really good storyteller and I must have been super concentrating because <laughs> I mean I feel like sometimes when I played light as a feather like I didn't really you know feel that and then mm-hmm. but this game for sure like 100% every time I did it yeah oh yeah it was weird very weird mm-hmm. <laughs> all of these games <laughs> well this one is actually one that i had not heard of before until i did the research um this one's called the 11 mile game oh and i've never heard of this one neither had i uh so this one is another game to get something that you deeply wish for uh but just like dry bones the stakes are pretty high oh, great. um so to do this you need a car or a motorcycle um something that you can drive although i think you would have to have a couple screws loose to try this on a motorcycle but you know yeah do, do your thing you or do even your... in a car oh well like, yeah it still feels <laughs> well yeah not safe <laughs> uh-huh. um so let's start off with how you find 11 mile road um so keep in mind this is a one person game no friends are allowed or other critters you're on your own oh god uh so to find the road you need to begin your drive at night And try to choose a late time when there are little to no drivers on the road. Find a back road inside some dense woods. So if you live in the desert, this is going to be tough for you. Um, And then it has to be inside a forest, not outside or around, inside a forest. So once you're inside the woods, begin driving down from the desolate roads until your intuition tells you you found 11 mile road. So again, I don't know how you figure this out. I guess... When you know, you'll know, you know? (laughs) Yes, yeah. Uh, Keep your mind and your eyes open. You'll know the road when you find it. Um, So once you do find it, you can begin driving down it right away or take a moment to stop the car and collect your thoughts. This is the only time during the drive when you can stop the car and or turn back. So choose wisely. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you've chosen to drive the road before, uh here's here's what you can expect and what you should do during the drive so first off 
do not listen to music or turn on the radio at all. Okay. Do not open up your doors or windows. Probably would never do that anyway. Well, yeah. Just (laughs) for sure. Do not. Um, Do not stop the car, especially to investigate anything you might hear or see inside the car or outside. Just keep driving. Do not use a phone or any other device. And finally, do not drive faster than 30 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Uh, So cruise control is Uh necessary. Okay. Yep. Uh, This one is mainly a safety hazard for you and your car. Um, So now that those are some of the warnings, here's what you can expect on your drive. So the first mile, nothing much will happen. Uh, It may get cold. You can turn on the heat if it gets too cold, but keep driving. Second mile, same as the first mile. Keep driving. The third mile, you will start to see movement around you. Do not take your eyes off the road. Ignore all movement and keep driving. Fourth mile, you will start to hear voices. Just keep driving. The fifth mile, if the trees around you seem to start diminishing, you see a lake and or you see the bright glow of the moon. Don't stop. Uh, No matter how pretty and random it may seem, keep going. Uh, By mile six, the trees will return and the stars will disappear. You're quote unquote back in the forest. Ignore the flickering of your headlights. Ignore whatever the radio tells you. Do not attempt to turn it off. Just keep driving because you should have already had it off in the first place. Right. Um, So by mile seven, keep ignoring the voices, even though they're coming from the back seat. That's creepy. Just keep driving. Oh, God. (laughs) So uh, by by mile eight, don't stop driving no matter what happens. Um, There have been reports of flickering headlights that make it hard to see in front of you. Slow down, but don't stop driving. Don't stop for anything. No exceptions. Keep going. By the ninth mile, your vehicle may stall. Close your eyes if your vehicle stops. Don't open them for any reason until your car restarts. Once it does, slam on the gas and keep keep going. Oh, boy. Yep. By mile 10, don't look in your mirrors, not even in your back seat. Keep going. Eleventh mile, your vehicle will stall again in front of a red light. Do not look at it. Close your eyes, cover your ears, do whatever you have to do. Just don't open your eyes until your vehicle starts again. Ignore the voices. (laughs) This is scary. Ignore whatever's grabbing you. Um, (laughs) Ignore everything no matter what. And then once your car restarts, keep driving a little further. So continue driving further until you reach the dead end up ahead. And here's where you make your wish. Don't just wish for it. Envision it. Imagine what it's like with you now. If you wish for something small enough to fit in your pocket, check it there. Uh, if you wish for something bigger, check your back seat or your trunk. If you wished for something that isn't material, then go back home and wait. It will come to you very soon. But is the, there a price and was it worth it? If you can live. So the little cautionary note mm-hmm. on the bottom of this is if you can live with the major PTSD and whatever else follows you from your journey, then you can live happily with your newly gained wish or you can gladly go down 11 mile road again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to do that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one, but it. Uh, it I, I'm out with vo- voices, things in my back seat, and things touching me. Yeah, I'm, and I'm ignoring it. That that would be hard. I'm not good at ignoring things. We know this. Yeah. Well, another game that is supposed to be played by yourself, one man hide and seek. Mm, okay. This one. I've read a lot about this one. I don't think I will ever try it. This is too close to it being like Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I'm so good on uh, this game. So there have been, uh, when, when you're done, <laughs> remind me, there I've, I've read a lot of uh, creepypastas about this one and people uh, yes. that have tried it. 
uh, and bad things have happened to them when they've lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. I read a little bit of those. Yeah, well, you can definitely get them because <laughs> they creep me out just reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this particular game originated in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is originally called Hitori I'm going to murder this. Um, Hitori Kakurenbo. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. I apologize if I messed that up. We do to our any best. listeners in Japan. I'm so sorry. Um, while playing this game, you are playing hide and seek with a spirit possessed baby doll. Mm-hmm. And my mom has a lot of those. In her house. Yeah, your mom's got a lot of freaking dolls. <laughs> so you know I'm not playing this game <laughs> <laughs> for real. But you have a nice bathtub. Yeah, I mean. But still, <laughs> I don't want to go in there because the dolls are in there. <laughs> um, but to do this game, you will need to find a baby doll, remove all the stuffing from inside, and fill it with uncooked rice, and add either your fingernail or a piece of your hair to the inside of the doll. Mm-hmm. So to close up the doll, you'll need to sew it together with red thread, and then wrap the, th- the red thread around the doll. And the next thing you need to do is name the doll, any name you like, and leave it in the bathtub or a basket that is full of water. The mm-hmm. basket part doesn't sound right because you can't fill a basket with water. Well, I mean, yeah, you can. I guess it just depends on what kind of basket. I mean, not a wicker basket. Right. That, but like that's a, what I'm thinking in my mind. <laughs> but like a plastic basket? Yes, that would work. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, as it keeps going, this gets creepy. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So after putting the doll in the water, you need to go around your house, turn all the lights off, fill your mouth with salt water and return to where you left, where you had left the doll. Be warned, though, the doll may not be where you left it. Mm -hmm. If it is not in the tub, you need to go and look for it. (laughs) <laughs> and when you find the doll, you need to pour the salt water on it and then burn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen for sure for me. Don't you uh, have to stab it, too? Or say, like, I found you, I found you? Yeah, like, w- see, because I kind of, like, was doing research on different websites. And some of them, there was some little bit of different variations. Mm-hmm. But I did read that part um, where you have to stab it and then say i found you all that stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. this one they're just like you just just light that shit on fire <laughs> <laughs> which i'm like i'm here for that <laughs> i'm so here for that <laughs> but then after that you need to hide in your house and wait mm-hmm. yeah so people who have played the game claim that you don't have to wait long because you will soon know that someone is looking for you in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just some interesting thoughts. Um, the rice represents uh, innards and also has a role of attracting spirit uh, spirits. And then the crimson thread represents a blood vessel. Um, it seals the spirit inside the doll. Um, by cutting the thread off, you break the seal and release the spirit you have trapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I burn it, though, that's that's good, too. Um, <laughs> um, if you go out of the hiding place without salt water, you may encounter something wandering around in your house. Yep. Which may harm you in some way. Yep. Yeah. You, yeah, you'll definitely feel it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
so some creepy pasta oh man the the one that the one that has stuck with me is a girl granted don't believe everything you read on the internet for obvious reasons um but the one that i read was from a girl who had played the game and because you you know you put the doll in the water and then you go hide and and so forth or, or you go and you wait for the doll to to hide and then so she found the doll and said i found you i found you and she stabbed the doll in the eye um so then it's her turn to be the next quote unquote it or i I think it's you know the first it and the second it and when it was her turn to hide she hid in her closet and you know weird things started happening with the tv turning on but it was just complete static and and white noise and such and then she could hear the doll like going around the house trying to find her well but wait ron there's more it gets better so (laughs) she and she was playing this with a friend, uh, and the doll found them in the closet and stabbed this girl in the eye. And <gasps> she had posted a picture. And granted, again, don't believe everything you read on the internet. This could be just a fake, but it's a really great story yeah. if, it, if, it, if it is. Um, but she actually had a picture of you know herself where her eye used to be because the doll stabbed her in the eye when it found her. Oh, my God. Isn't it real scary? Yeah, one, yeah. one man hide and seeks one of my favorite ones. It's real creepy. Yeah, but you know, also doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, I have two more for you. Okay. So this one's called Charlotte's Mirror. Mm. Uh, it's also called Charlotte's Web after okay. the you know very popular children's story and so this game is supposed to be about conjuring a little girl, yay, go women, uh, <laughs> spirit named Charlotte. Uh, and according to those who've played it, when Charlotte's good, she's very good. But when she's bad, she's freaking terrifying, says my research. Oh, always the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, for those that have children, I'm sorry, but kids freak me out. Uh, so two players are supposed to summon Charlotte in a dark room with a large mirror. Uh, you are supposed to present an offering to Charlotte, such as a girl's toy. And if Charlotte deems your offering worthy, she'll answer questions for you until you want to wrap things up. At that point, the two players must dismiss Charlotte in unison. There are a few catches to this game. So the first is that if she doesn't like your offering, she'll be pretty pissed at you. She'll screw with your head and scare, as it says, the bejesus out of you. And another (laughs) thing is that Charlotte really hates fires. So don't light a candle or have an open flame or she'll come and get you and make you sorry that you did. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. There's a thing. Creepy dolls. Mm -hmm. Creepy kids. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yep, same. <laughs> Most of us have played this game. I Am I alone? Haven't. Okay, I've played it. Mm-hmm. N- nothing happened. But maybe I wasn't doing it right. Mm-mm. It could have been me. <laughs> but um, the little background on this is Bloody Mary is a folk- folklore legend consisting of a ghost, phantom, or spirit conjured to reveal the future. That's the real one. Mm. We always thought that we just say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and then she just appears in the mirror when you're in the bathroom in the dark. Mm-hmm. That's how I always played it. But I guess there's a little bit more to this, I just, <laughs> actually. I was too terrified. <laughs> yeah, I tried it. But like I said, I don't think I did it right. So, And I was also not in there alone. Um, I probably had like three other girls <laughs> with me that's the way to do it man (laughs) but um you know she's said to appear in the mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly um sometimes 
you know, she could be mean and sometimes they're saying she doesn't do anything. She just appears and and disappears. Mm -hmm. But everybody's kind of had a witness different experiences with this. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, historically, um, this is known more as a divination ritual. And it encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backward, holding a candle with a hand mirror. That sounds so dangerous. In a darkened house. I'm going to so fall dangerous. down those stairs. Yep. <laughs> um, as they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a few uh, a view of their future husband's face. So this is the start. All this for a damn boy? Yep. No, no yes. boy is worth risking your life over. Spoiler right. alert. Spoiler but, alert. However, there was a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Weep Reaper instead. Again, I say all for a boy. <laughs> yeah, and it says, and that indicated that they were going to die before they would have a chance to marry. Oh. That's sad. That's real sad. That is real sad. I'm so sorry for those I didn't. I didn't know that part. That's real sad. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, today... It's more about just chanting her name in the mirror, and then she, you know, would appear sometimes covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, she would appear, she would scream, she would curse at them. Um, she's some encountered them stra- getting strangled, stealing their souls, or drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. Um, that was the piece that I always heard. Yeah. Oof. I mean, I don't like any of those. <laughs> um, but there's also different names for Bloody Mary. There's Hail Mary and Mary Worth. Um, and then in Japan, um, she's uh, known as the legend of Hanako-san. Yes, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah. So that's Bloody Mary. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your last one? So the very last one, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this, the ultimate paranormal game the ouija board oh boy we would be completely remiss if not we didn't gonna talk lie this. i tried to play with one once i nope hard pass man it was not a good idea i saw the exorcist hard pass <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so a little bit of history on ouija boards or talking boards as they're sometimes called uh so ouija boards have been documented as far back uh as 1100 a.d in China, according to some historical documents from the Song Dynasty. Oh. Uh, the method was known as Fuji planchette writing. Oh, okay. So the use of planchette writing as an ostensible means of necromancy and communication with the spirit world continued and albeit under special rituals and supervisions was a central practice of the Quanzen school. I must, I'm hoping I said that yep. right. That until funny. it was forbidden by the Qing Dynasty. Oh. Yep. So it goes back all the way to China. And then uh, there are similar methods of automatic writing that have been documented in ancient India. Oh my gosh. Ancient India, uh, Greece, Rome, and parts of medieval Europe. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know it went back that far. Well, I didn't either. So I mean, but also, like, you know, we, what came out mm-hmm. popular again in the 80s? uh 70s or 80s i yeah. I, I get into it okay here a little bit 
Um, so uh, as part of the spiritualist movement uh, that began in the 19th century, mediums started to employ various methods of communication with the dead. So following the Civil War, mediums did a significant business, presumably allowing survivors to contact lost relatives because the Civil War was just so brutal and so many lost lives. Um, so Ouija itself was created and named in Baltimore, Maryland in 1890. Oh, okay. But the use of talking boards specifically was so common in 1886 that news reported the phenomenon taking over spiritualist camps in Ohio. Oh. So now talking about the uh, commercial parlor game or, or board game. Okay. So uh, businessman Elijah Bond had the idea to patent a planchette and sold it with the talking board uh, and on which the alphabet was printed. And he filed on May 20th, or May 28th, 1890 for patent protection. Mm. And thus credit, and he's credited with the invention of the Ouija board. Um, so the issue date on that patent was actually February 10th, 1891. And uh, his attorney actually took over board production. And then in 1901, uh, he started production of his own boards under the name Ouija. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I think it was the 70s that it really got the resurgence. Um, but the, the name Ouija, and I didn't know this until I, I read up on it, is the name of a... The name came from the combination of French and German words for yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed that. I didn't either, but it makes sense. Huh. Um, so, a couple of, of rules when using these because i think everybody understands the basics of how it works yes um but there are some rules that you should follow and again if you have ever played with one of these and you have a scary story or encounter please send them to us and we'll read them at the end of an upcoming episode yes so ouija boards first off are not a joke so do some research and read up on some some of what has happened before you use one Rule yes, number please. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number two. And this one, uh, as is listed as the most important, never taunt a spirit to communicate with you. That can have disastrous consequences. Oh boy. Rule number three. Never ask it when you are going to die. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Rule number four. The spirits who talk to you through your Ouija board can tell you anything they want. Just because a spirit says something doesn't mean it's true. Just like the internet. <laughs> um, a spirit may try to win your trust by selling you that they are a long lost relative or the spirit of a small child who needs your help. While in reality, the spirit could be malevolent. Most of the time, it's probably that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how would you know the truth? Right. You wouldn't. Nope. Rule number five, never use a Ouija board alone. The more people with you when you're using the board, the better. This means there's more energy present to connect with the spirit. If not everyone can comfortably sit and touch the planchette, it's fine to have some people there just to be viewers. Rule number six, do not use the Ouija board in your home. If you do connect with a malevolent spirit, the energy will be in your home and it will be harder to break contact. Yep. Rule number seven. One person in the group should be the leader. This is the person who will talk and ask questions while the group is using the board. Uh, eight. If you are using the Ouija board and you are not the leader, you should keep your fingers on the planchette and remain silent. No one should laugh or ask whether it's working uh, because this is negative energy and it interferes with the process. 
Try not to decipher the words as your planchette moves. Your role is just to close your eyes and focus on the energy of the planchette. So the leader uh, should be the person that is actually deciphering the messages that are coming through. Okay. Um, Number nine, the leader should not ask joke questions. And there's a lot of exclamation points on the end of that. So just don't do it. Uh, number 10, one person should be assigned the task of keeping track of the answers. So you can write down the letters or, or words and numbers and such on a notepad and translate to the group what you think the spirit's trying to say. Um, try not to guess the answers in that moment. Write down what's happening and do that after the planchette stops moving. Number 11, don't leave the planchette on the board. When you are done using it, Remove the planchette from the board. Even if you are just leaving the room for a bit, it's considered bad luck to leave the planchette on the board. I've heard that one before. Mm Mm-hmm. Number 12, uh, if you take a break, have one person keep their hand on the planchette to stay connected to the energy that you've built. This one, to me, is most important. Yep. Number 13, always end your session with the board by saying goodbye so always move the planchette to goodbye um because otherwise that connection remains open and you are constantly letting things in uh so number 14 the location you use should ideally be dark and free of background noise you can use a candle to light the board enough to see what the planchette may be spelling though Uh, 15, if a spirit starts communicating with you through the board by counting down or going through the alphabet, immediately end the session by saying goodbye. Uh, so this is a common theme in Ouija users who have con- who have contacted a malevolent spirit that is trying to leave the board. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to jump out of there and into your life. Oh, great. Get out of my board <laughs> and into my house. Um... <laughs> that's great number 16 if a spirit starts communicating with you by making the planchette make a figure eight or an infinity symbol immediately end the session by saying goodbye this is another way malevolent spirits have revealed themselves Mm. uh if you begin to uh 17 so if you begin to suspect that you're in contact with a malevolent spirit at all immediately end the session by pulling the planchette onto goodbye it also helps to leave the physical space you are in to try to sever the energy between the group and spirit so lots of, you know, if this happens, say goodbye. If you get bad vibes, say goodbye. Like, just hang up the damn phone. Don't continue the conversation. Oh. Uh, and this is a continuation of that number 18. If you speak to a spirit who identifies themselves as Zozo and the session and say goodbye immediately, that name has been identified as a malevolent spirit. So oh, nope. I don't know if you've watched because you know how much I love my ridiculous ghost adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, There was actually an episode in which the guy that had was, is credited with identifying that spirit tries to contact him again uh, in the same house that they were in. Yeah. It's, it's creepy. And again, you know, it's, I take that show with a grain of salt, but it's still really creepy. Yeah. Um, so 19, don't use a Ouija board in a cemetery. I mean, I feel like that should be number one. Right. <laughs> uh, 20, if you're experiencing depression, it may be a good idea to avoid using one. Uh, that kind of energy draws malevolent spirits. And last but not least, rule number 21, never burn a Ouija board. This Ooh. can do more damage than simply leaving it untouched in a closet. If you're having problems with a Ouija board, store the planchette and board separately. 
Oh, gosh. And those are the important rules when using a Ouija So board. basically, what you're saying is... Just don't. Just don't play with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what I'm hearing <laughs> with any of these games, really. <laughs> and I'm sure that there are some people that have had real positive and fun experiences, but I've read far more, far more negative ones than positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean... Uh, yeah, definitely Sage after this yeah i'm gonna sage this room and then sage myself and you know just remember like these are all definitely play at your own risk but just make sure that you follow the specific instructions and rules if you were to try any of these games Mm -hmm. especially with the ouija board Mm -hmm. because i have had a creepy experience Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it was weird my mom did too and I, I credit that experience for what was left in that house after my aunt or after my grandparents died and uh, some weird stuff was happening when we were cleaning it out. But I think that because my grandparents were so uh, religious that the energy was just kept very quiet for a long time. But then once they died, cause they both died, uh, they died two months apart and then we immediately had to clean out that house. Some really weird stuff has started happening. Um, and then my mom had told me the story about how she and her sister had played with a board one night with some friends in part of the house. And that's where kind of the hot spot of activity was. So, Oh, boy. Yep. So I wouldn't stay in that house alone. I wouldn't either. Mm-mm. That doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just be cautious if you are trying any of these. But again, we would love to hear your comments or concerns or any experiences that you've had if you've played any of these games before um, or you want to try after listening to this episode, um, please email us. Mm-hmm. We're at the, the squadghouls at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And like us on Facebook under the squad ghouls. Follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the squad ghouls and uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.